I all of a sudden I just like was not feeling well. <laughs> like I, just, <laughs> I got like like my internal temperature just was like nuclear reactor, and I was like, "This isn't now. It's fine." You know, like I just I just got real sweaty. I just remember being like. What's like, what is this? And so we walk down a couple blocks and we're chatting and I can't even concentrate because I'm like, something is wrong. This is First Date Stories, the podcast, the show where women in their late 30s, 40s, 50s and beyond talk all about the first dates they've been on. From the wildly successful to the completely disastrous and everything in between. Here's your host, Jody Klein, founder of FirstStateStories.com. Hey there, thanks for tuning into this episode. There's an old adage that we've all heard before. It's timing is everything. Timing plays an oversized role in relationships of all kinds, but especially romantic ones. You could be at a point in your life where you're ready to get into a long-term relationship and then you meet this person and you start to develop a crush on them only to find out that they're about to take off for a trip that'll take them to the other side of the world for months. Or let's say you're the one who wants to keep it light and keep it fun. And then you meet someone who tells you a few dates in that they're looking to settle down. You get it, right? And you've likely been there before. It was this sort of situation that Erin found herself in when Sarah and she went out for the first time. I got to say, their first date is one for the ages because of how completely sideways things unexpectedly went. Erin had just come out of a committed relationship and she needed to heal, so the timing wasn't right. Would it ever be? You'll find out soon. Here's Erin's first date story. Hello, Erin. Thank you so much for coming on this episode to recount a memorable first date story with me. Happy to be here. I am really happy to have you on the show. I know this is going to be a lot of fun. Now, I always like to start an episode with a guest by having the guest give an overview of her backstory so that listeners kind of get a feel for the storyteller. Could you please share some details about yourself? Sure. Um, well, my name's Erin. Uh, I, I'm a, a joke teller. <laughs> I do stand-up comedy for like 20 years now. I also write uh, for TV, um, which is probably uh, a different type of guest than your listeners are uh, usually listening to. Um, but yeah, I've sort of made it a career. I started in my 20s. I'm in my 40s. Started out in New York City for about 10 years. Um which I loved. I absolutely loved every single day I spent in New York. And then about 13 years ago, I moved out to LA. I'm still doing stand-up, but yeah, then sort of got into the TV writing the last four or five years. Uh, so I worked on a show one day at a time. And now just like, you know, uh, then the world collapsed. So now we're just trying to get back into another room writing. But but yeah, basically that's, that's the scenario. Just uh, made a profession of telling jokes and somehow it worked out so that's it in a nutshell we have needed people like you so <laughs> much this past year and a half plus oh my goodness 
I like to say that a day without laughter is a day wasted. Oh, yeah. Well, we're going to be friends then. I can't imagine not laughing. Everything, it's just every single day, it's like something happens you're like, how how would I ever get through this small moment without just dying laughing because it's life is too hard and overwhelming. And then you meet so many people that take everything so seriously and they make me laugh the hardest because um, I'm like, take it down 10 notches. So true. So true. Laughter is more important now than ever. It's so healing, right? Now, from what I understand, the story you're going to share is going to take us back in time and then to current day. So sort of kind of time travel. Yes. I am also, I forgot to tell you that I am also a time traveler, um, which is my whole, my entire comedy show is based on my time travels. Um, uh, can you imagine? That would be awesome. Well, why don't we get into it? Take us back to when this first date happened. What year was it? It was 2004. I don't know if anybody remembers where they were in 2004. <laughs> <laughs> Although I think as I get older now, I just go, time is flying. Time is flying. Um, I think that's what you start saying when you turn 40. I think it just automatically just falls out of your mouth. Um, you just go, wait, is the holidays again? Uh, it's just, I'm 80 apparently. Um, yeah. So 2004. <laughs> it's whiplash. Yeah. It's like every year is whiplash. Oh yes. God. I'm like, how I just said that the other day. I was like, it's August, whatever. I can't. Um, so yeah, 2004, I was living in Manhattan and, um, I had just come out of a three year relationship, uh, with my partner at the time. It was like my first kind of substantial relationship after figuring out I was gay so it was kind of monumental and huge um I think everyone's first kind of like you know serious uh partner is is always memorable but when you're gay it's like double (laughs) like doubly important um like our parents met each other like you know it was kind of pretty huge um it was like maybe like a month after uh that breakup so it felt like a little soon but um I was really into uh I was really into her and I was just thrilled to be we planned like a dinner date and I was uh thrilled thrilled to be going on it Okay, how did the two of you meet, and who is this person? What's her name? Okay, her name is Sarah. Um, So we have some mutual friends, yeah, like kind of friends of friends. So I had known her not very well, but I knew who she was. I think, you know, I'd probably gone out. Uh, We had our mutual friend, Jen. So I'd seen her a couple of times. I'm sure we were in the same bar one night. So I, I, I did know her, not very well, but fairly well. Fairly well, like, have a long conversation type know her, or fairly well, like, hi, how you doing, walk by, know her? Oh, definitely, definitely stop and talk. Yeah, I, re- I just, I remember being out with my partner at the time, and we saw her at a bar, and we stopped and chatted. Not close friends, but 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 friendly, and always excited to see her. And But, you know, maybe, honestly, three or four times um, before broke up with my person and uh so I just I knew enough that I was really interested in and in, in her and I I wanted to go on a date with her for sure then how did the date 
come to be? I think we had seen each other out um, maybe like a couple weeks before that. And so we just sort of started texting. And um, so then we just decided to like, okay, let's do this. Let's let's go out to dinner. So it was just, it wasn't really awkward. Like it just, it felt like, oh, well, this could be something it could be not. I wasn't really sure because I had just had this sort of epic breakup so part of me was like you know I was young (laughs) so part of me was like this is probably not a good idea but like I didn't I just wanted to like I I think I was just like really sad for like a long time and like this was exciting and fun and it just I, I just remember that feeling of like probably not the smartest move but um I just wanted to like feel joy you know and uh Mm -hmm. so I just kind of went for it makes sense yeah you were coming from a dark place you wanted some light yeah you wanted some fun and you wanted at some level you wanted a new beginning yeah yeah a hundred percent yeah and and the my partner of of three years was like wonderful like my family loved her like we're still in touch like she's just like such a wonderful person so it was like doubly sad because we were just kind of just you know it just kind of petered out we were you know I was just really banged up about it so looking back I should have been like okay you gotta wait like x x amount of time you know but like you know when you're in your 20s you're like this sounds this is this sounds great I'm just gonna do it Absolutely. That's what your 20s is for. At least the first part of your 20s. Yes. yes. (laughs) At least. Okay. So the evening rolls around. Take us through what happens, please. (laughs) Um, Well, I mean, honestly, I'm not, you know, sometimes in stand-up you exaggerate, but I I am not exaggerating. I live in, I was in Chelsea and she was in the West Village. We picked this really cute dinner spot, like cute, small, romantic in in the West Village. And I'm legit like nervous sitting down because I I honestly hadn't gone out on a lot of dates before I met uh, uh, my girlfriend. So it it felt like I was just like sort of gay again for the first time. You know what I mean? Because I hadn't been like I was sort of like, oh, I'm gay and then sort of went into a relationship. So this just kind of felt like doubly new. And yeah, I just remember being really nervous. And because I was really nervous, I ordered um, like really, (laughs) you'll understand why I ordered like really plain food. um, Because I didn't want to like, I don't know, I just I already have a bad stomach. So I was like, I just I just got like, I remember just getting like a really plain salad and like a veggie pasta, just like the plainest thing on the on the menu. And she ordered and I'll never forget this because I was literally making fun of her the entire entire meal she ordered um fried cod balls as an appetizer (laughs) I can't I cannot make this up fried cod balls and her pasta because it was an Italian place was wild boar ragu oh my gosh yeah what a meal yeah and (laughs) I was like and she's she's also just like so healthy I just was like wow that is a choice on our first date like she's just like she just can eat anything right and I was like she's a steel stomach (laughs) I just remember being like wow that is like double down on the rando you know and I'm like all of a piece of lettuce and like one vegetable wrapped in a piece of pasta you're having the Melba toast type meal and she's going full-on yeah (laughs) variety and Wow. Okay. So there was certainly a difference in choice yeah. when it came to food. How was the conversation and how was the rapport between the two of you? It was it was wonderful. It was great. I just remember having like such a great time. I was teasing her nonstop about her food choices. 
yeah, I just remember just feeling like just, I don't know, just relieved that it was going well and um, so easy to talk to and super interesting. And yeah, as I said, I was just really sad for a really long time. So I was definitely energized and excited and, uh, you know, wasn't sure where or if this was going to go anywhere. I just remember being really happy in the moment for sure. That is the best sort of memory to have, right? Yeah. Think yeah. about a moment in time and then you're filled with happiness. Yeah. That's okay. You two have this wonderful rapport at dinner. The date is going really well. Take <laughs> us through what happens next, please. Okay. This is where it goes real south. Um, so we wrap up the dinner and it's great, right? You know, beautiful night in the West Village. I don't know if you've ever been in the... I mean, it's just like yes. a, just a dream yes. boat of a place. So we're walking through these streets. And um, I had lived like two blocks away from there for a very long time on uh, Cornelia Street. And I all of a sudden, I just like was not feeling well. <laughs> like I, just, <laughs> I got like, like my internal temperature just was like nuclear reactor. And I was like this isn't now it's fine you know like I just I just got real sweaty I just remember being like what's like what is this and so we walked down a couple blocks and we're chatting and I can't even concentrate because I'm like something is wrong so I was like okay I do have like kind of a, a, a crabby stomach so my deli that I had known like because I, I lived two blocks away from there I was like I'm just gonna jump into this deli and I remember saying to her like hey I'll, I'll be right out I um you know I just want to say hi to this guy I haven't you know I haven't seen him in a while because like New York delis they like the people become like your family <laughs> so you're always you know like you're in and out of a deli every like 30 seconds so I go in <laughs> and I grab Tums and I grab a water and I'm, you know, saying hi to him, but also my back is turned to her because she's like outside the deli and I'm ch like literally throwing Tums down, you know, I'm just <laughs> chewing as many Tums as possible, chasing it with water. And I was like, oh, it's good to see you again. Blah, 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 blah. You know, meanwhile, and then I go outside the deli and I'm like, that should take care of it. <laughs> so you kamikaze, you like overdosed on Tums at that moment. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So I was like, I was really hoping like, you know, that would be it. But, you know, as fate would have it, um, that wasn't it. Um, so we're walking through the West Village and I'm getting worse. I'm I'm like, OK, how do I do this? So I was like, OK, just keep going. And so everything's kind of like in walking distance. Her apartment is in the West Village, just walking distance. So we're going up like I think she was on Greenwich or something. We're going up Greenwich and I legitimately feel like I'm going to throw up. Like I, I have to tell her like what's happening. I was like, I'm so sorry. Like I know her, but I don't know her, know her. And I'm sweating profusely. Oh, I also thought like, I can't like walk more, like, you know what I mean? Oh. So she's like, well, my apartment's right here. Do you want to go up and, and just like sit down, have some water? And I was like, yes. So I Is get, she looking at you upstairs. in distress? Is she looking at you <laughs> wondering what's going on? Is she noticing what's happening? Oh yeah. Like by that time. Because you're like, trying to be all coy about it, I think at some point, at least earlier on in that. Totally. Walk. And also like charming. Like this is our first <laughs> date. I was like, you know this is going well, maybe we'll get dessert, we'll get a glass of wine or whatever. Like, we'll go to a second location, right. <laughs> not her bathroom in her apartment. <laughs> so I go up the stairs and 
sit down and it just like it hit me I was like you have to excuse me and I go into the bathroom and I get violently ill like violently ill like the type of sick where you're like you have to be home in your pajamas in a safe space you know what I mean like you're ugly like it's ugly the only time it would be okay to be with someone is if you were an old married couple and like you were like oh well this one's it's it's coming out it's just, let's just put it this way. It was not good. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. So that is really brutal. You're here. You are. You're with this woman. You want to get to know you've it's you've you're putting on all the charm. And meanwhile, you're losing. <laughs> you get up to her place and you start losing it. Literally. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. What was Sarah doing while this was happening? She was she was amazing trying to do everything but like you know I I think in the beginning I was like don't come in the bathroom you know you know like this is insane so and then what are you thinking as this is happening yeah like I'm over the tub throwing up so basically I was just like throwing up right so she then comes in and she's putting like the cold compress on my head (laughs) meanwhile she had fried cod balls and wild boar ragu just as a a reminder (laughs) listeners I had a piece of lettuce and I am hurling. And so this is how we spend the night. I could not leave her apartment. I slept over on the bed. Then I just finally stopped getting sick and like, you know, shivering like on the bed. I slept in her bed and she was like taking care of me. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah. Wow. Wow. It, what an evening. Never saw that coming. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't either. It's never happened since. There has never been any. Yeah. It just, it was insane. We're taking just a quick break from Erin's retelling of her epic date with Sarah so that I can thank all of you listeners who have already bought a copy of my new book, First Date Stories, Women's Romantic and Ridiculous Midlife Adventures. I've heard from some of you, and you've told me that you love the book and that you can completely relate to the stories in it. This is exactly why I collected and wrote the tales that are in the book. So thank you for buying it. And for those of you who have not purchased your copy yet, you can get it at your local bookstore, or online at bookshop.org, Amazon, or wherever you like to get your books. For more information about it, please visit firstdatestories.com forward slash book. Now, let's return to Aaron's story. I woke up the next morning and I was like, I need to get out of here. (laughs) I just remember being like, I can't get out of this apartment quick enough. And it's not because like it didn't go well. Like I wanted to see her again, but I was like mortified. Also, I did not feel well at all the next morning. I basically ran out of her apartment, grabbed a cab, went back to my apartment and got sick the whole day in my place. But I just remember being like, this is not the morning after you want. <laughs> <laughs> or the night you want either. For sure. Thing. Wow. Yeah. So it's like the the first date had this residual the next day for you because you were still getting rid of what you put into your body. 
Yeah, I was supposed to be performing. I had, I had a, a college show on Friday night, another college show on Saturday night, two different colleges in Pennsylvania, and I was supposed to rent a car Friday and drive and do those gigs. And I couldn't. I had a Was can- this Thursday? This That was a Thursday night, yeah. And okay. so Friday I had to cancel my show. And then Saturday, she wound up calling like this is how nice she is she like checks on me on friday and i'm like i had to cancel my gig and these by the way these gigs they paid a lot of money and canceling was an inconceivable because when you're starting out doing stand-up and you do a college gig it's like it probably paid like fifteen hundred dollars but back in the day that felt like 15 grand you know so it was horrible that i had to cancel on friday but this is how nice she was Saturday morning. I still felt terrible, but like I was okay. She rented a car, picked me up and drove to Pennsylvania so I could do the college gig. She did. Yep. Wow. That's amazing. Enormous gesture. That is amazing. (laughs) You got to totally sink in her, her apartment in her bathroom. And she, instead of being so turned off by the whole thing, like, double down and went further on you know into it with you to help you out that's incredible i know that's really something that says a lot about her for sure yeah yeah she's a rock star yeah i just couldn't believe it i was like i can't believe first of all she like reached out (laughs) you know what i mean like it was like when you're getting sick you're literally at your ugliest right (laughs) you know it's something you don't want to share with someone for a very very long time or literally ever ever. (laughs) you know it's not you know maybe that's like a bonding experience in year seven not on date (laughs) night one for sure where did things go with sarah from there So we wound up dating. We wound up dating for about three months and it was wonderful. Honestly, like I, I was really into her. It was going really well. The only issue was this app, like, you know, around three months, you sort of have to like go all in or all out. You know what I mean? There's like kind of that time period where you just know, okay, this is headed. This is like the point where you're like, I need to be in love with this person or like it's not going to work type Mm -hmm. of thing just to keep going. And I always knew like she is like the type of person where you commit. This isn't someone you take lightly or you're just like, oh, it'll be a fling or a bit. You know what I mean? She's such a like a substantial person. And I just couldn't do it because I had just gotten out of that, you know, three year and I just felt like I couldn't you know, like I really just couldn't commit and put everything that I needed to put in. And, um, I just realized I just was kind of cracking and I just needed to be alone. So we broke up, we we kind of broke it off. And I just remember being like super, really, really bummed out about it because she was perfect. I just, the timing was just absolutely terrible. A couple months later, I remember trying to (laughs) call her to try to sort of get her back and she had started dating someone else. and that was it. And then I was single for quite a while because I really needed to be. So I, it was a good decision at the time. It was just excruciating because there was sort of nothing wrong. I just knew I just, when you have it in you, you have it in you. And if you don't, you don't. So that was it. We broke up. And um, yeah, that sort of ended that chapter. 
from what you're saying, I'm taking away that not only did you need time to be taking care of you and figure out where you were at, but it kind of seems as though you didn't feel like you could be fully present for her and be all who she deserved and be able to give her everything that she should have with you in a relationship. Is that an accurate read? Uh, I mean, 100%. You know, you make some dumb decisions with relationships in your life. I certainly have. Um, But I knew with her, you either go 100% or you don't. You know what I mean? Like, it wouldn't be like fair. Like she's, she's like an all-star. She's like a plus, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you don't, you don't mm-hmm. just kind of casually date her, you know, you can casually date people, but not her. She's like the full package, you know what I mean? So she deserves like a hundred percent of someone and I just couldn't do it. And I knew it. Like I was so bummed out, but I was like, I cannot mess I was I was heading down where I was going to d- be disappointing her and not giving her what she need. Like I ju- I could see it coming, and I was like, I feel like if I cut it off now, like we can still be in touch, and it won't be awful. It'll just be sad for a little bit, and so that's sort of where we left it. It was a gesture of love. What you did. Well, I I let's just say I've handled a lot of things poorly in my life, but I tried at that moment to do the best I could because I just was like obsessed with her. You know what I mean? I yeah. I, I felt like as painful as it was, I did do the right thing, and there were many times where I did the wrong thing. So um, yeah, in the years after, oh <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Okay. so many epic okay. fails. We don't have enough time. <laughs> And we won't go into them right now. <laughs> so, <laughs> but we've all had epic fails, I think, um, in relationships. So you're not alone in that. Now, fast forward us to uh, more recent times, and let's pick up the story. So, the the fast forwarding is I saw her a couple times um, before I left Manhattan. Um, she was dating someone uh it was just like highs here and there but just always just like her biggest fan and then um I've done a lot a ton of traveling uh, with stand-up and she lived she wound up living in Portland for about five years so I saw her in Portland probably 2011 2012 we did have one night of uh romance um in 2011 or 2012 But then, you know, I was in L.A. and she was in Portland. But we sort of just kind of always stayed in touch loosely. And then in 2017, she had moved back to New York City. I was performing in New York City. Our mutual friend brought her out uh, to a show. And we reconnected basically in June of 2017. That whole summer, I was back and forth trying to convince her to date me. And she was like, no. (laughs) And then um, she was dealing with like kind of a relationship. I was kind of in and out of something. And then basically January of 2018, I put like full court press. It was really cold in Manhattan. And I was like, it's so beautiful in LA. Just come out here for a weekend. So I couldn't believe it, but she said yes. So late February of 2018 she came out and stayed with me for a weekend we had like the greatest time ever and we've been together ever since wow 
you too really had a lot of touch points through the years and you realized this woman was for you and you wanted to have her in your life and and it took bad weather I guess. Yeah. <laughs> in New York to ultimately push her to uh, come on out and 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 see you anew so what was that second first date shall we say uh like when she came out to LA in in uh, 2018 did you did you take her out did you guys go out one night for an official first date out yes take us through that yeah she came out so we we went to I had tickets to see a show so I was like all right we'll do dinner and then We'll see the show, and um, we had a glass of wine at something like four or something, because it was Saturday and it was beautiful outside, and we were just talking and talking. Then we had another glass of wine, and then we just had like an appetizer or something. Then we came back to my house at like six, and we realized that we didn't want to go home because <laughs> we were just chatting. Also, like now, two glasses of wine really takes me out. <laughs> and she was just like, "I can't go out." So we never, we never went to dinner. We never went to the concert. We just like holed up and watched a movie. It felt like we had been dating for like <laughs> ten years. It was incredibly sweet. But the next day, I was like, "Okay, I got to do something." So we went to the beach the next day because I was like, "I have to give her like full California." So. We went to a beautiful beach in, in L.A. and I took her out to this like these awesome fish taco place right in um, in Malibu. And we just had the best day ever. But Saturday night was also epically sweet because we were old enough and had known each other for enough time of like, do we want to even go back out? And we were like, no, I think she like literally fell asleep watching a movie. It was just something really adorable. You two were comfortable together from the start. Uh, of the second round of you being together (laughs) so in 14 years how had you changed when it came to relationships I think I had changed quite a lot I think I was just really at the point in my life where I really wanted to settle down you know I had been I had been dating a couple other people long distance because just the nature of my work I had met people in San Francisco and Vegas I don't know it was just a lot of moving around it was a lot of kind of life in motion and roller coaster and um, then when I got into like the the TV writing world I was I don't know I just felt older I, I wanted to work during the day I wanted to get off the road and so it was just kind of like what I wanted to do sort of um, really helped push me into the area of wanting to settle down with someone. And and it was crazy because she was in New York and I was in LA. So we did do long distance for two years, but it was with her and, and she had a very flexible job. So she'd meet me in different cities for shows. And, but there was something that just changed in me that I was like, oh, I am all in. And, and I'd, I'd, I'd felt like I was ready to be all in with someone. But then when I reconnected with her, I was like, Oh my God. It, it was just like, you know, when people are like, oh, when you know, you know, and you're like, Ugh, whatever. I hate that expression mm-hmm. so much, but I, <laughs> I really felt like but I But it's knew. true, right? <laughs> it's an old adage that is annoying as heck until you experience it. Yeah. And then it becomes your truth. Yeah. Yeah. It's something I definitely made fun of on stage for probably a decade. And then I had to eat uh-huh. my words. Uh, uh-huh. It's hard to explain, but there is something that just like, I just kind of felt like I crossed over and I was like, 
oh, it's her and I will literally do anything. I mean, the amount of cleaning I do, <laughs> like, I, like literally, I, 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 I literally was like, I'll do anything, like anything. Um, and that's when I feel like, you know, and, and I had a felt like I sort of had those moments in 2004, but our lives were just so different. And, and we, I for sure don't think we would have, something would have happened because I was really immature and my whole career was stand up and, so strangely enough, the the terrible timing really worked out for us. I love that doing anything in your mind is cleaning. <laughs> Being neat, yes, organized, yes, knowing I, where stuff is. These are my I worst see. traits. And now I'm like, yeah. I see. Yeah, I'm a mess. Well, if you do the math, 2018, two years long distance, takes us to 2020 when the two of you must have <laughs> come together uh and live together somewhere based on how you just set this up so we all know what 2020 turned out to be and that timing was really quite something share how that all transpired please yeah you know just just like we planned it you know we <laughs> planned to um move in together on february 1st of 2020 and then we planned 30 days later to um be uh just under epic <laughs> lockdown for uh, well over a year that was insane uh, but so thankful my job is here for x amount of years um so she was kind of over in new york city anyway so i've convinced her a tricked her into uh moving to la you know it's like a joke i say it's like when you're in a long distance relationship you always go god i wish we had some more times i wish, wish we had some extra dates together and then we yeah. got all of them um, and more <laughs> and more um so that'll test your relationship yeah but you were just talking about this relationship and it's now 2021 so you and sarah have navigated your way through that uh intense uh time together yes yeah she is a gold medalist if you can go under if you can be in lockdown with a, a out of work stand-up comic um you deserve a gold medal and like a lifetime supply of dates to the spa which i will be paying for <laughs> No, she was amazing. I we, we were both saying the whole time, like, what if we had been doing the long distance? And honestly, it was great. I mean, the world was collapsing. And this person that I had been obsessed with for so long was in my house and she couldn't go anywhere. So it was pretty, <laughs> honestly, it was it was really great. <laughs> uh, that is that is one way to look at it, for sure. And a positive <laughs> one. Yes. Uh, well, Aaron, you've been on quite a journey here to get you to this place with Sarah. I'm curious uh, what you learned about dating from your years of dating, any sort of like s summary takeaway that you'd have for listeners advice-wise would be great. Well, I definitely made a lot of mistakes um, along the way, but I have to say now looking back, it's like you, you have to make them, you know, you have to, you have to have some real epic fails because 
you know, it's the only way you learn. And for me, I was just kind of a late bloomer. And I, I think it's probably the, the the gay thing. Like most people, I feel like, let's just say straight people, they start dating when they're like, I don't know, in high school and 15 or 16. So by the time you hit 30, 35, I feel like you've worked out a lot of kinks. <laughs> but for me, it was like mid to late 20s where I just started sort of dating and you know, Irish Catholic family, no communication skills. You push all your feelings down till your ankles give out. Like I was a hot mess for like a while, you know, so I'm just going to apologize to everybody <laughs> I've ever dated uh, here publicly on your podcast. Um, but, uh, you know, it's, it's just one of these things where you just feel like, oh, my God, you're never going to meet someone. You have so much kind of heartache along the way then you're just kind of gathering all these skills and what to do and what not to do and what works and what doesn't work. And, and then I think hopefully everyone has that chance where you meet this person and you go, as I said, it's just sort of like a switch flipped, right? It, it all flipped on its head. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? I know what you mean. Something, something clicks over yeah. and you go, Oh, everything I've ever done in you know in my life everyone I've ever dated um and I'm not exaggerating like every moment has sort of led me here now don't screw this up mm -hmm. um and and I needed I needed all those experiences to to kind of learn and to get me where I'm at today now it just becomes the work becomes every day trying to keep her <laughs> in a non-creepy I've got a van type of way uh, you know just try to be the best partner you could be you had an epiphany really at some point that all of yeah. those uh, challenges screw-ups uh, and positive things that happen in relationships along the way to this point in time were meant to happen so you could be in this relationship with Sarah as the woman you are and I, yeah, and I, and I think there's a lot of, we've all experienced this, like there's, there's a lot of highs and then there's just, I think when it comes to like matters of the heart, there's like epic lows, you know, and, and you go, how am I going to get through this? I, I remember thinking, breaking up with someone before her being like, I know that person wasn't right for me, but I just remember just getting older and being like, wow, you know, if I ever meet someone I'm going to be, I'm going to feel like I'm not going to take it for granted. I just remember thinking that like, I, I will not take this for granted because I know how painful these breakups are and all these experiences are. And, um, you know, you, you have to have these moments. So now when I'm with Sarah and I'm like, I don't take it for granted because I know the other side, but if you have to go through it. You can't really see that when you're in the mud face down in a bottle of Pinot Grigio <laughs> in, in the corner of a bar. <laughs> you certainly can't. For sure, you cannot. But you got that perspective. You just share that perspective that, that takes a heck of a long time to accumulate in life, right? Yeah. I mean, some people like out of the gates, they're like, I met my person. I'm 22. And you're like, great, Claire. Fantastic. <laughs> that was not my journey. <laughs> Well, so I'm yes. very happy that hopefully this is the happy ending, but like it took, it took a village as they say. <laughs> it's a stellar story. Thank you for sharing it. It's a story about being ready for love. It's a story about second chances and it's a story about being true to yourself and being fully ready for the person who you are forming and creating and going forward in life with. So 
thank you for coming on this episode to to share that journey with me and with the listeners. It's been a lot of fun to talk it through with you. Yeah, well, you're so easy to talk to. And if you ever get a chance to have a combination of fried cod balls and wild board ragu, um, I guess jump in. (laughs) I will keep that in mind, but I don't think I'm going to do it. (laughs) Because I have your type of stomach. (laughs) No, it's just uh, really fun and sweet to um, think about this, this, this story and how it began and where it's now. So thanks for letting me share it. Absolutely. It's been great. Thanks for listening to this episode. If you like the show, please head over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a five-star review. And you can subscribe there or wherever you're listening right now. You can connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and Pinterest. And also check out our blog at firstdatestories.com, where we celebrate singledom, talk about self-care, explore what might be keeping you from finding the right partner, and dish out some dating tips. And now for a quick run-through of the legalese. This podcast is for general information and entertainment purposes only and is not intended as professional advice for our listeners. We suggest that you always consult with your own personal coaches and advisors. First Aid Stories does not recommend or endorse or object to the views or topics expressed on this podcast. Also, the names of the guests have been changed for privacy purposes. The producer of the podcast is Sarah Singer Schiff, and the show is brought to you by Espoir Ventures. First Aid Stories is here to help you be your best self, cheer you on, and encourage you to keep going on first dates because beyond your next first date could be the lifelong love you're seeking.